Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? Have you heard that one before? Uh, all the time. All the yeah. time. Um, <laughs> Goose Fraba from Anger Management. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Fit Quest. I'm going to put you back on, on the train, Josh. So before we started recording, we were talking about Josh's mace and club training now and we wanted to make sure that we share how we're doing with the mason club training and we got some ideas for collaborating with that on our social media so check the social media out if you want to do that if you want to follow along but we didn't want to talk any more about it because i want to hear more about how josh's training is doing because that's part of his fit quest today and then i'll tell you how my fit quest is doing this week basically all right, cool. So we're going to go over our fit quest here. And then you know, we're going to talk about today. We are going oh, to yeah, talk topic about of the day. Yep, train ourselves, which is something we sprinkle into basically every episode. But mm-hmm. we're going to try we're going to try and look at it from a few different angles. And because there's a million different options on how to do it. And we're just kind of give it the fit quest spin. And then we'll talk about a few other things. But let's get into the fit quest. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first, so I'm most curious about you. So if you can give me the- all right, all right. So I am on the same fit quest that I was on last week. If you guys are following in every week, and I am working on learning how to use the mace bell and the steel clubs, mm-hmm. and I've been I've done four practices now, and they've all been the same practice, which has been. Uh, each with each implement i've used six different exercises and they're quote-unquote basic exercises uh, just that i found fundamentals fundamentals exactly before i get promoted to be able to do like the big swings with the mace bell or whatever i don't know i've always thought about weight training or strength training or even just like exercise movement training like karate belts have you ever thought of it like that at all you no know, like when you all start the- out as a white belt and then you go to yellow belts and then and on and on i i love thinking about it like that because you get because in every skill you learn you just get to these levels and then you're like oh wait i know that without actually having to think about it and then it's like you've leveled up yeah yeah and well, levels make sense too but i feel like there's there's micro cycles as we know in strength training, there's micro cycles and then there's like macro cycles. I think the macro cycles are more like the belts or like every okay. 10 levels, you get a new belt. Maybe you could say <laughs> something like that. Uh, that's what it makes me think of. So you're in like white belt training mode, basically with things right now. Yeah. And if we're building this awesome game that you're talking about, because it sounds like a video game to me. Uh, right. So, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to get my white belt basically mm-hmm. um and i think i've gone up a couple levels and, and now i'm about a point where i finish those fundamentals and i need to probably be tested and i mm-hmm. need to have a coach maybe like somebody like yourself to be like hey this is some things you need to tweak uh because this is definitely a skill compared to just going into the gym and lifting some dumbbells. Now that is a skill in itself and you need to learn that. And that's something I've learned a long time ago. So now I'm so excited about using this new skill, uh, but I don't always know if I do it right. And you, I get video feedback, uh, but by the way, I feel awesome doing it and my shoulders have been feeling great. 
My yeah, core feels I was curious great. about how your shoulders are doing with everything. Yeah, because I had a little shoulder um, injury about a month ago or a month and a half ago. Not it's nothing serious. It feels a hundred percent on all my workouts so far, and it definitely stretches it out. And I feel like it's going to make it uh, better in the long run. Oh, okay. That reminds me. I was listening to our last podcast. And we were trying to think about real world examples or tests for you. Yes. So I was thinking of something like kettlebell clean, possibly, or kettlebell swing endurance test, something like that, or a loaded carry type of endurance test or a combination of those two, something like that. Okay. I was also thinking of, of. If you could get to being able to do a 360 mace with good form, which is a complete circle behind the head. Yeah. For example, like where you are now with your, with that, you're at the 10 to two, just letting it rock behind your back. But we want to get all the way from six o'clock to six o'clock, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I think one of my first goals is definitely going to be that 360 uh, with the mouth bell. Now, with the kettlebell, I love the idea of that. But I'll tell you a story about that that I really like. What is that the fitness, the fitness certification that you can get that is like an X amount of kettlebell snatches in five minutes? Oh, I think they both do some kind of snatch test. There's two big ones. There's the strong first certification. That's the one that I was thinking about. And then there's the um, RKC certification. They're very so similar. We, so it's funny when you get together with a bunch of trainers. And I don't remember if you were working with me at the time. Mm-hmm. It, was at, it was at the gym when I was doing this. And when you get a bunch of trainers together, it's like this, comp- this big competition mode. And yeah. it's, something that I, it's something that I absolutely love. But it's also the reason for basically every one of my injuries that I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time. Right. So, yeah, you we, push into your limits with people who have the same amount of ability as you. Exactly. I was doing that, that five minute test with a kettlebell with. Oh, you like, did. Washington, yeah. And I crushed it. Right. Yeah, and I crushed it. And 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 I passed it, but I wasn't for the actual certification test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and it Ooh, was awesome. a get up, I, a get up test. Kettlebell get up test could be good for you. That would be good because I do the kettlebell get up sometimes, but I don't do it very heavy weighted. So I, but you I do like an in between. Like it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like a standard from a group. It could be like what's the amount of get up swings and carries you want to be able to do. You could even combine them. You could have a medley, for example, as your test. So all things that are functional, real life carryover type movements. Ooh, like I just had a thought here, but like you could do your own strongman ar- challenge that you didn't do and you weren't able to do. What about the army test? The army test. Hmm. The, oh, the new army test. Yeah, that's a right. New a new one. You have all the equipment really, for the new army test. Ooh. It it has a medley in it. It has a dead. I don't know if off the top of my head it has a deadlift. Yeah, in but it, that's similar and a carry medley. Yeah, we're gonna. Have to it has it. like a. 
It has a medicine ball throw that's pretty cool. Uh, so I think I want to, that's a good, right, I'm going to look into that. But yeah, so, yes. okay. Uh, I like the idea of a medley and I want to be able to do a carry. And so, yeah, that, good idea, Mike. I like it. I've been trying to brainstorm what would be a good real world test. Cause we, we were talking about a barbell test just cause we're curious to see if it, how it affects the barbell. And then, but then we were talking about a real world kind of test, you know, like a more functional strength kind of test, which is the thing that you're going into more of now with the mace and the clubs and whatnot and the sandbags. And I think, yeah, a medley of some sort would be a good way to test that. All right. Let's ponder on that thought for a week. Yeah. Okay. So that's All your right. thick quest right now though. Yep. All right. Perfect. What about you, man? What have you been up to this week? Okay. So this week. I finally got a, in a good hike actually yesterday, which was really oh. exciting. I was really happy about that. And I took Xena with me and it was an impromptu plan fell through that we were going to do. And Xena was feeling bad. And Jazz was like, why don't you guys go on that hike that you were talking about? And I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> so we went. Um, so it was midday. It was real nice. Beautiful weather this whole week. Yeah, it was beautiful weather and I got my heart rate up and I know like I've done this hike so many times that I know what in shape feels like on that hike, what out of shape feels like in that hike. And I was closer to the out of shape side, <laughs> I would say. Like, now, I what was like, your initial... Was my initial, what, and it's mostly your, cardiovascular. I would say a little bit of ankle. We talked a little bit about like ankle health and hiking last time. There's a little bit of ankle, but it, my ankle got through and feels fine. And it was just right for my ankle probably. But okay. for cardiovascular, there was a couple times when Xena just stormed ahead. And I was like, I don't want to use up my energy here, <laughs> which I know is me not having that extra reserve in me and my heart rate was a little bit more elevated because i was monitoring that with my watch so now how does your brain work like within that first minute of realization when you first realize that you were like i'm a little out of shape mm -hmm. how does your brain work does it automatically start saying what should i add in to my next week's routine uh or how should i change things or like how does your brain work when it comes to seeing that issue and then figuring out how to fix it it just happened. Or, or do you so, even think of it as an issue? Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. So it, because it just happened, it's a bit of a we'll see. But generally speaking, if I was to predict going forward, because like fitness and health is a thing I think about as a hobby, almost, it'll pop up when I'm thinking about being active. And I think about being active like a handful of times every day basically yeah so i it'll pop up and i'm just probably gonna watch my heart rate i'm gonna obsess over it a little bit more <laughs> basically <laughs> and, and try I'll and get it a little bit higher i'll just make little tweaks basically throughout the week i'll probably push into my intensity a little bit more which i've been doing so i'm not i've already been on this plan this workout inside workout outside plan which has mostly been outside anyhow for the last couple of weeks. So I'm still doing that. And I've been progressing in terms of frequency and intensity most weeks with that. And also 
progressing in frequency with my biking. Um, and then I just recently got the hiking in and we went frisbee golfing. So there's not a lot I'm going to change. I'm just going to make, sh this is just fuel to continue to progress and increase in terms of that frequency and intensity. Well, yeah. I like that, like a little bit of fuel to the fire. Like, yeah, you know, it's just a little reminder when I'm increasing yeah. that frequency and intensity with things. Um, I, I say I'm lucky because I'm already doing the things. I'm already in progress. So that's the benefit of being in progress with something and then having these realizations. If you've done it enough times, you know that, okay, we're going to put that in the fuel tank. It's not going to change my program a lot, but it's going to just give me that little bit of fuel that mental, you know, when I got to push a little bit more or I got to do it when I don't really want to do it. And yeah, just make sure my recovery is good. I have that same type of moment. So when I go hiking and like my kid just starts like running forward, it's like I have this glimpse into the future. And, yeah. and I like how you summed it all up with basically being fuel. Because like, it's like, I see my daughter and she's six and she's always, she's like running ahead of me. And I'm like, I want to be 20 years from now. I want to do the same thing. So I you need be to have to more in the tank now. So you will have enough in the tank later, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need to keep on continually trying to build that tank. Cause at some point we're going to hit a point we're getting to that point maybe, but we want to fight that point our whole entire life and, and keep on going up. Until we're both, that we're both like smiling <laughs> a devious way right now because we both know we're getting to that old like phase where they say shit starts to go bad and everything. And we've been doing pretty good because we have we both have friends I know that hit like 30 and started acting like old men. Basically, <laughs> I think that goes into kind of our point today is like, how do you train yourself? Because uh, well, Look at we that started... segue. Boom. I know because yeah. we can start at the beginning, but a lot of times it's after you've been training for a while. You know, what do you do next? You have to have these little realizations. I think the whole time throughout your fitness journey, uh, and to be able to figure things out because like currently right now, I'm really trying to focus on, I kept on having these like little shoulder injuries and my ankle injuries. And so those are two things that I'm focusing on finally after 10 years and uh, re-injuring those same things over and over and so but, but because you're on the self-improvement path you can bring those in you know that yep. and i think that's a really good point because if you're not on that self-improvement path or with your physical fitness it's a lot harder to start those things so i even feel like a lot of my marketing is just trying to help people understand that I'm trying to help them through the hardest part, which is getting a solid routine and foundation implemented. And since we've already had that, it may take five or 10 years for some insights to finally kick over. So if you're at the beginning of your train thyself journey, then how do you do like what you just said, like what you give to your clients? What would you start doing? Now, are we assuming that they're training themselves with the help of a coach or are we assuming they're training themselves without the help of a coach? Like more of like they're reading materials online. They're getting like a pseudo coach from reading and learning online. We can go down any path, but I say at the at, from the beginning here, we're going to say uh, without spending any money, 
uh, pretty much except for maybe on implements, right? Okay. Like should be the, the, how we yeah, start. Yeah, using free and... resources. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Tra train thyself from not working From zero out. to hero. From zero to hero. Start, Mike. What do you think you should do? Because I know you go into the good stuff. Okay. Okay. So number one is, I would say, just making sure that this is like the disclaimer. Just making sure that you're physically approved to do if you're at a health level, you know, where you might be on some medication and, and you want to talk to your doctor about what a good exercise program would look like for you. Oh, so if, yeah, I'm assuming they have a doctor um, and you just want to make sure you're cleared for exercise. Basically, that's like number one good thing to do. So if you haven't been to your doctor in a long time, this is put your helmet on before you go on a bike ride. Yeah. <laughs> for example, number one is make sure that cleared for exercise if you have any health conditions that you're concerned about because if you're concerned about them and you do stuff you're always going to have that thing in the back of your head for example holding you back and making you second guess yourself and yep it's just a general good thing to do like looking both ways when you cross the road kind of thing exactly i 100 agree with that only for one thing for a disclaimer for the podcast but two because you know when we were working at the gym we had to take people's blood pressure before we trained them brand new clients and man uh two times over the three years i was working at the couple of years i was working at the gym there was clients that i one client was a doctor and he it was super hot like very extremely high right and so i like oh, you have to say no to training them at that time and like mm -hmm. i had to get the manager and stuff like that and have, yeah and it's rare it's rare but it does happen and we've been training long enough that we've seen it happen so i like to mention that basically because right. any everybody every time is extremely surprised so it comes up out of like just negligence or ignorance. It's not really something that people are for sure knowledgeable about. So that's a good one. Just to put out there right at the beginning. Okay. Throw it out. That being said, I would say the first thing is really just figuring out when you can do five to 10 minutes of movement that feels good and works with your schedule. Really. And that, that in itself is a bit of a low to break down, I would say. And it doesn't sound like it would be because everybody can do five, 10 minutes. And when you train with a trainer, a lot of times we'll do a 20 to 40 minute session, but that's because you have someone right there with you taking care of all the things that make it hard to get started. But when you're getting started on your own, five to 10 minutes. And some people, I know a lot of people who say less than five minutes, honestly, they have a two minute rule, for example, but I'm going to lose most people saying that. So I'm going to say <laughs> for most people about five, 10 minutes, where can you do something? And then the next question is, what can you do? So what can you do is very relative to you as an individual. Okay. But most people can do things like going on a walk. Um, working on deep breathing, um, sitting outside in nature, doing a brief set of stretches that they know feel good for them. And if you're not quite sure what those are, think about things you do after you've been sitting for a while and you feel all creaky or things you do when you wake up in the morning or things you do at your desk if something's feeling weird. 
and just do those, do a couple of those and take five minutes. And then what you've done is you've established a specific time and a routine a little bit. If you've gotten to that point, which is extremely hard to do. And then what you want to do is you just want to build on that routine. And then you start thinking about, okay, what are my priorities in this routine? What things do I value the most at getting done in this routine? So that way, if time is an issue and it's an issue for everybody, even lead athletes training wise. What are some, what are the common values that you go through at this point? Like that you have to think about. Yeah. So I think about the ability to perform your regular physical tasks throughout the day, week, month, I would say first. So is there any physical tasks that are hard for you that you have to do that are inescapable or nearly inescapable that you would like to be easier for you? Right. Those are, or is there anything that you can't do right now that you would like to be able to? Those that's kind of up there in terms of top four, I would say. And these top four, I think they're different for everybody, honestly. But I think there's a general top four, I could say. Um, that's one of them is figuring out what your movement requirements are just in your daily and life. So you need, you need to do like, an, so your movement requirements in daily life. So you need to assess your daily life and to see what you need to do on a daily basis and see if there's anything, maybe like repetitive movements that you're doing uh, that you need to combat, thing like that. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yep. So the positions you're in that are keeping you from getting in the positions you want to be in. Okay. The positions that you want to be in that you can't get into or you can't hold for long. The positions you want more endurance in, for example, or the positions you want to feel less pain in. A lot of it's pain for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So what are those positions? What are those movement requirements that you have in your daily life? And what are those movement requirements that you are looking to obtain or get into? And so with this, you're, so one thing that I want to tease is like the why. So I think before all this, we're assuming that you've already- That's coming up. Yeah, exactly. You've already, well, before this, you've already assumed that you've already built your why. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even figure out your movement or anything like that unless you have a why, right? So we've already assumed this, but I do this portion because you are thinking about your why. Mm -hmm. If if you want to- Yeah, this uh, is why broken down into kind of four parts, basically. Yep. And you want to build that up because if you don't have that why every day and just a reminder and your why doesn't need to be anything crazy, Mm -hmm. it just needs to be the reason you do it. And I think that's something that you always want to think about and to always have a why and that why can even change like literally every single day, um, depending on how you're feeling, depending on what you want to do that day. And then when you're building your plan, I love this idea, especially of somebody new who just wants to their only goal. Like last week, we talked about being able to get up off the, from the ground to standing up. And and when you're starting something like this, I think that's a, if, and that's like your goal, then building your movement plan around that specific goal, I think would be very beneficial. I love this. And that's also why it's important to start small as well, because the why is not always clear to people. I would say at the beginning, a lot of times 
the why it's a bit of a journey to get to the true why there's little whys and then there's big whys almost so yeah. that, and that's why i like to break it down because i think people find their why as they're going on the path a little bit more i think the instinct to move and get healthy is more in instinctual honestly be, that makes more sense to me than like i I think the why is really important and you need a good why. But I think you need to get on the path to find what that big why is. And is that really where it starts? Just jumping on the path? Like, yeah, so, exactly. Which is that small bite. So you need then to be able, you need to search for your why. Yes. So if you're starting out and, and you don't have a why yet, and but you're maybe your doc maybe but you, you have little wise like, you have little wise in the back of like your I'm head yeah in the back of your head you started for some like you have to have a little bit right yeah yeah you have to have a little bit and then you come and then you jump on that path and then you find your why now did we have an episode did you recall in a big why and little why talk i don't about think that so before? no okay know. but yeah but i love the idea you do need we talked about big like, little something i don't remember what it was though I yeah. know. I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. Uh, but you need a spark, right? Mm -hmm. And then you need that little, you need that little spark and then you need to get on the path. And I yeah. think that's, that's what people need to realize is that you're not going to get on this fitness journey for any real, like there's not going to be that spark. Like you're not like some people have like this, they go to the doctors and they, the doctor says you need to do X, Y, Z. And to them, like that's their spark, right? Mm -hmm. And they get on that, they get on that path. The, the end of the path might just be to be healthy and that's fine. Yeah, and but you got to put that tinder on the fire. I like the fire analogy. You got to put the tinder on yeah. the fire. You're going to have to put some big logs on that fire. But you usually can't put the big, you don't start a fire if you're starting a fire, generally speaking. You don't start a fire with the big logs. Right. So you start fire with that little bit of kindling, get that little bit of flame. You get put some air on it. You nurture it put some bigger sticks on there. And then once that fire is really good, you put those big logs on there and that really sustains it and keeps it going for a long time. You have to do less work. You have to do less work, but you still have, if you want to keep that fire going, you got to keep on adding logs and yeah. you can sit there log. logs. Sure. Uh, and, and if you want to make a smaller fire, you put some smaller logs on there too. Okay. I um, like the big logs. No. And, but I'm just thinking about this analogy because I was actually up last night way too late in front of a fire. And, and my wife and I, we were just looking at the fire like while it was the little embers at the end of the fire. And you know what? Like towards the end of your fitness journey, like depending on where you are, I, that was the key. We were sitting there late at night. We were like, should we put another log on or should we call it quits? And that's a great analogy for, for fitness because every point of your fitness journey and training yourself, you're going to have to add that log on. You're going to have to like put something new there or that fire is just going to chill and eventually go out. That's like why I'm doing my current fit quest of changing the implements that I have never used in 15 years of training. And, yeah. uh, and you got to stoke that fire, man. I like that one. Yeah. It's funny because the cliche things, I think, sound more <laughs> cliche when you just haven't walked the path as much. But then you walk the path a little bit and you find a quote that used to sound cliche. And then all of a sudden it's empowering.
And I think everything changes. Yeah, I think the same things happen on this is more this is less of a finite game that you're playing that you've chosen to play when you're looking into how to get how to train yourself. This is not how to train yourself for 5K coming up. This is how to train yourself, period. That's it. (laughs) That's as long as you live. Right? Because you're always going to have to train yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's always going to happen. Spoiler alert. But (laughs) if you're getting started, okay, that's another one of the values, for example, is the why. But if you break it down, I'm going to go back to it a little bit. If you break it down, there's physical whys. There's, I would say, I break it down into the resting, digesting, moving, and group, basically. Values. Yeah, yeah. There's digesting-wise. There's, like, food-wise. There's recovery-wise. And then there's, like, enjoying life-wise. And I think those all play a part. And now, so you, when you're creating that, now you're trying to create a plan, right? Training yourself. And now you have your values. Now you you have, so those values that you just said, um, Mm -hmm. now, now how do you go about tackling each one of those values? So now how do you go about doing the moving and grooving? I guess that would be the next step, right? So you've, you just figured out all these movements that you want to do. Now, now let's get great. Now, like, let's get a plan here. Like you have these movements. Now, how do you make a plan and how do you go and actually work out? I like two week cycles at first for people. So if they're starting small and they're trying to be consistent, two week cycles are good at the beginning. So do something consistently for two weeks that you think you're going to be able to do, but do a small amount of it. So you have a craving to do more. I would say. And that craving is what's going to give you the ideas of what you want to do more. And I think sometimes the hardest thing is actually waiting to do more at the beginning. People don't wait enough at the beginning. I would say when they're training themselves, which sounds crazy coming from a trainer, but unless you're actually having somebody or you're working out with a friend or maybe going to a class, for example, but if you're doing everything on your own, like zero, you know, zero money paid, yeah, I would say make sure you hold back a little bit, actually. Give yourselves two weeks to be consistent with something and then add a little bit more to your, I think it'd be more like a habitual load that you're building strength with. So you need to start like the five, 10 pound weights with your habitual load. And then what's the equivalent load of that? Go up five to 10 again. And then two weeks, if you're consistent with that, go up five to 10 again, either in terms of minutes or a new exercise or a new habit that you're trying to improve. One thing you mentioned there was that when you go to a gym, sometimes you go to a gym with a friend. Now, let's get re- now. What about a friend here in this in this part of the situation here? Mm-hmm. Now, would you add a friend into that first two weeks of somebody starting this habit if they're trying to start it all on their own? Would you, do you prefer them to be by themselves, or do you prefer them to be with somebody else, or who, how do you go about thinking about that? Gosh, that's that. Okay, so. When you add other people to the dynamic of creating a new habit, I would say the sum is greater than the parts in 
all directions. <laughs> so that means you can jump into a quicker, more established routine when you have another person doing things with you. And you can create a very short-term, unsustainable routine that just has you spinning your wheels and possibly getting injured much more quickly as well. So the risk and the reward goes up dramatically in both directions. Okay, I like that. I like that because you have another person with you that's pushing you a little bit. Also, that person is pushing you a little bit. And at the beginning, you need to take it easy. That's one of the many reasons. Okay. Yeah. When that friend is irresponsible with showing up regularly, they become an enabler or a disabler, for example. Or yep. that friend brings you to a class that basically gets you injured within those two weeks. And then you can't work out at all for six months and you feel like crap. And then you go out and eat hamburgers and hot dogs with that head. Right. On their okay. Okay. Cool. I'm just trying to think of things I hear a lot of at this point of the journey. Uh, should I yeah. get a friend or should, let me buy a pair of shoes before I start uh, you yeah. know, to give me that extra motivation or, where really, you know, if you want to start a long-term journey, like those are all short-term things that can certainly help. Yeah. Uh, like you be that igniter that we were talking about. Right. But it can they can lead to paths that you might not want. And if you just did that two weeks by yourself, now this is different for everyone, but I'm just speculating here. If you did that two weeks by yourself, you, you can get a kind of a guaranteed routine. Like you never have to worry about somebody else and it's all about you. And in reality, going to philosophy, you can only can control what you can control. And so you showing up for yourself every day is all you can do and, and not having to worry about those other people or, or anything like that, I think would be good if you're trying to get that long-term habit. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I lean towards it. But I do think social support is required for any new big change that you're trying to make. Sure. Like, so if you don't get social support, if you're not getting social support, I think unless you're a rebellious type of person, which is more on the rare side, you're going to have a very hard time getting your goals that you want. So you definitely need it. It just needs to be well qualified. It helps if you have a strong foundation. If you're not getting the best kind of social support or the most accurate social support, because a lot of people are pop, pop health. And fitness trainers right. in their off time, uncertified. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they'll tell you a everyone... story about what their aunt did that is probably not very healthy, you know, and is not a very long, good long-term strategy. That aunt has a heart issue a few years later. I could go into long rambles about it, and I'd rather not make it sound very pessimistic because it is really useful to have <laughs> help. Yeah. And exactly. I stress that a lot. So just, there's just... Good help, bad help, good help and less good help, it, efficient help and less efficient help. There's no real answer like every question. Uh, there's yeah. just a little bit of each and you got to find the balance that works for you. Um, yep. But just know that, that just like having a friend there can be just as much of a crutch as it can be like, like a super help. For yeah, you. like I um, know, so. say it this way, I know if people go the route that we're talking about, it'll work for most people. Yeah. 
yeah. there's a large portion of the population that'll work for. We start introducing other variables, it gets sticky real quick, especially if those other variables are people. That's people simple. are messy. Yeah. Simplify it, turn it into an experiment and, and get rid of variables. And, and I think that might be your best bet. Where are we in this? What's next? How to train yourself. So we talked about fine, just starting small, right? Starting small. Starting small, building routine, getting that for about two weeks, find that change and improvement and progression in that routine to your values. I'd like to have those yep. values based on like your resting, digesting, moving and grooving health. That's usually so how if you want to be able to dance with your wife on Friday nights, then put that into your movement. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then once you get those things established and you're building a routine, I would say that's actually when I think social support is the most uh, like useful point to really start finding social support with people. Um, because then you've gotten a bit of a foundation and I like to, that's when people will start noticing, oh, look at this person. They're doing blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then what you want to do is you want to find social support that is going to, that has already walked that path a little bit. And this can be virtual social, this social support or like in-person social support, like find models and templates for what you think you could aspire to. And those are really good. Those are really good ways to get you to that next level, basically. Okay. So boom, I am like a couple months into my fitness routine and I want that social support. Uh, so how do you, do you probably get that from people, coworkers at work saying, Hey, well, you know, it looks like you've been working out or are you talking, yeah. I know you're talking a little bit about building the community. Yes. Um, all right, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So after you've been doing things for a while, those people will start to show up in your life. A lot of times, unless you're in like pure isolation here, which is then why it might be good to have a virtual model, for example. But once you've been doing it consistently for a little bit, you'll get comments like that from people who are your supporters, basically. Okay. And so you start to get candidates, basically, that you can choose from. If you think, if you sit down and think about it for a bit, like who's been supporting me through this journey? Who's been my haters through this journey? For example, who subconsciously has been not supporting me or been making it hard for me, for example. So you got, you start to see that as you're going through the process. And then also you'll start to notice like if you're working out in a commercial gym, for example, um, or if you're working out on a trail, for example, you'll start to see the same people around those times and places. Those, those are good candidates as well. And the people you interact with in those new environments that you're in more consistently. Okay. I like that. So if you want to get people around you who have similar ideas and they will lead you along that path of kind of growth a little bit, um, and you can learn different ideas since they've already grown a little bit through those paths and right. okay. I like that. That completely makes sense. Um, and, and then, then virtually, support. and then virtually if you're following like a program online, for example, you can see if there's communities or forums of other people who follow those programs online. And, you and then you guys can get together and chat about different issues or whatever that you're I mean, having. Or you can like, that. yeah, questions you have, like you're like, hey, I've been doing this exercise for a while. 
or man, it helps to vent too. It helps to vent to people as well. There's a lot of things that social support helps with that are soft, more soft skills, I would say. It, and it helps to know that people are on a similar journey as you as well sure. for your own confidence. So you don't second guess yourself once again. Like a lot of things get messed up because people second guess themselves. Right. Because training, anything, doing anything by yourself can be tired and lonesome. And if you're training yourself and not getting that social support or anything like that, you don't have any of that. That's like really being stoic, like just the st old stoic guy who like, I don't need anything. You, know, you just go straight. But we're, really, we are all humans and community and being with other people. I mean, really helps our behavior. But I do think there's a good balance there of of both of that, like really mm -hmm. wanting just wanting to do it by yourself, but then also just enjoying being with other people and doing it with other people who are on that same path, just as like a little mental thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then by that point, getting to the point where we're going from micro cycles to your first kind of macro cycle, where you can look back on that whole phase. Mm -hmm. And you can assess what you thought worked well. You can change things up a little bit and plan a similar phase going forward. And then you can copy and paste and reiterate and experiment and repeat. And at this point, so at this point, you do need to probably do a little research on movement. So at this point, you probably don't recommend just going on Instagram and finding a workout and copying it, right? You want to realize your goals. So go back to your values and say, hey, am I able to stand up off the floor or whatever your goal is? Mm -hmm. And then if you are not hitting that goal, then you need to uh, look at the exercises that you've been doing and see what you need to change to maybe help. So then you would, how would you do that? You would have, like if you're doing this by yourself, you'd have to go online and I'll figure it out. And it's actually more difficult than people think. I know people are out there just uh, there's a ton of people who are ripped on Instagram. It's it must be easy to work out and everything. Um, but just think about exactly what movements would you do to get up off the floor and to be able to live a healthy life? Exactly what movements would you do to you know, be able to go up the stairs every single day. Uh, what about down the stairs? And, and so these are just things that I'm just saying, you can do a lot of research online, but this is that point in your journey that you need to be, you need to really start thinking about learning or that's why we coach or like we've done tons of research over years to learn these things. And that I think this is where coaches really come in to be able to balance you out and or you become your own coach right at that point and you need to figure out oh, if my left ankle's messed up how do i do this and we all become scientists at that point but we're you're playing with fire at that point unless you really do a lot of research i think so when you're trying to go from like intermediate to advanced that's probably the highest risk transition i think beginner to intermediate's a pretty low risk transition but between intermediate and advanced the risk goes up and that could be even with just like walking when you're trying you can get injured just walking at an advanced level
if you're not paying attention to your body and being a little bit more knowledgeable about how things work. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you so, stay in the intermediate stage for a long time. Dude, most people who work out, I would say, are either in that early intermediate to late intermediate phase of their training, I would say. I think that's a good insight there is that you don't like when you do start this journey, you don't need to go anywhere crazy. You don't need to think that you're, you have to be a pro, mm -hmm. right? You can take things slow. And when we take things slow, you could take things slow for a very long time. Uh, you can do push-ups over like just push-ups and air squats and air lunges. And you don't have to worry about that much, many weights or anything like that. And you, there are ways to be extremely safe during working out over this whole journey. Uh, and then you need to just experiment with all these things, I think. And that's the part of the journey. So we, so the journey, the part of the journey we're at now, you need to go ch check out uh, the last few episodes we did. Yeah. Uh, Cause we talked a lot about this part of the journey. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's how I think of how to train yourself in a nutshell. Yeah, I like it, man. I don't know if there, there wasn't really anything else I had, at least for training yourself. There's lots of different options. I would say just once you get to that point where you are training, then it's just all about experimentation. Not uh, thing. Ex uh, yep. Experience building. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. And I think that's with every part of life, right? We always talk about fitness, but every aspect of life is all about the same fit quest. Yes. It's all about the fit quest. All about the fit quest. All right. You got anything else today you want to talk about? Well, I think that's it, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. I like it. All right, man. Well, it was good chatting. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope this helps. Thanks. Thanks for listening. See you guys.